Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. It's one of the NFL's biggest weekends, and that's how we'll start this morning's Buzzcast for Friday, January 15th. Good morning. You all made it to Friday. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is doing well. Like I said, divisional round playoffs for the NFL. All begin Saturday afternoon, Rams at Packers, Saturday night, Ravens at Bills. Sunday afternoon, Browns at Chiefs, and they end the weekend Sunday evening, Bucks at Saints should be a great weekend. Let's start with the NFL because the Jacksonville Jaguars made a big bet and made a big hire landing Urban Meyer as their new head coach. Urban Meyer, one of the most successful college coaches, now will try to turn around one of the NFL's worst programs. Meyer has won three national championships, now becomes the Jaguars' sixth head coach. From the start, Meyer was the top target from team owner Shad Khan. Urban Meyer was the only candidate granted an in-person interview with Khan on Khan's yacht last Friday in Miami. Urban Meyer will be the fourth coach in Shad Khan's nine seasons as owner. Now, Jacksonville has a lot of positive assets to work with. Urban Meyer gets the number one pick, which, of course, they plan to probably pick Trevor Lawrence. I believe they have 11 draft picks. They are also projected to have more than $70 million in salary cap space this offseason. So Urban Meyer has a lot to work with as he tries to turn around the Jacksonville Jaguars. But no, this comes at a very interesting time in the Jags history in Jacksonville. Remember, Earlier this week, the city shot down a plan, which was called a Lot J Development Project, which would have been nearly $450 million worth of development. Shad Khan had seen this development plan as a real revenue generator. It was right adjacent to TIAA Bank Field. It was going to include office space, a hotel, residential units, parking garages, and a big entertainment and retail District. So right now that plan got shot down. Khan and his development team are now looking at an option called the Shipyards, which is not as close to the stadium, but still adjacent. But the Lot J rejection was a big blow to Shad Khan's plans and his long-term viability in Jacksonville. While it's a very positive development to bring on Urban Meyer, I would keep an eye on the Jaguars' development plans around their stadium because those are seen as crucial to keeping that team in Jacksonville. Let's stay with the NFL, but go to the New York Jets. Jets general manager Joe Douglas hires his first coach as GM, Robert Salah from the 49ers. Salah, who is Lebanese-American, will join Brian Flores of the Dolphins. Mike Tomlin of the Steelers, and Ron Rivera of the Washington football team as active minority head coaches in the NFL. Now, as part of a new policy in the NFL, the 49ers will receive two third-round draft picks 
This is part of the NFL's new hiring initiatives to incentivize an expansion of the minority candidate pool. So Joe Douglas makes his first coaching hire at the New York Jets, and the move is getting very positive marks and reviews in the New York media. Let's shift over to baseball because I found this to be a great story and very good news. I've talked on the Buzzcast about my admiration for Theo Epstein. Well, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred yesterday noted that Theo Epstein has been named a consultant regarding on-field baseball matters. Epstein will also serve on baseball's competition committee and work with baseball officials to determine any likely impacts of various rule changes. I've read a lot about this this morning, and as one noted columnist wrote, Epstein's, quote, going to try to fix the game of baseball, end quote. I thought that was a pretty interesting analysis. Now, we talked about this on the Buzzcast when Theo Epstein stepped down from his role at the Cubs. He acknowledged that baseball had turned into a game with far more analytics, and it may have taken some of the flow and some of the energy and some of the beauty away from the game of baseball. So now he will be able to work with baseball officials about various rule changes. Now we all know Theo Epstein also has expressed interest in being part of an ownership group in baseball. And there's many people who have speculated that Theo Epstein could be a potential future commissioner of baseball. Like I said, I've been a fan of Theo Epstein for a long time. I would not doubt that he would do either one of those jobs very effectively. Now let's shift to some news out of Las Vegas yesterday and good news for the WNBA, I believe. Raiders owner Mark Davis has agreed to acquire the WNBA Las Vegas Aces from MGM Resorts. This is another move in Mark Davis really trying to establish a strong community tie to Las Vegas. He's talked repeatedly about making the Raiders, his football team, a strong community asset. He wants to be very active in the Las Vegas community and now by buying the Las Vegas Aces, he doubles down on Vegas, and I think it's going to be a very good move for Davis and the WNBA. The deal is still pending approval from the WNBA Board of Governors. I can't imagine that would be an issue. MGM Resorts had brought the team from San Antonio to Las Vegas. We're good owners, but we all know that MGM's business has been greatly impacted by COVID. Perhaps this is a way for them to make a smooth exit from the WNBA, but regardless, Mark Davis should bring some strong ownership, acumen, and operations to the Las Vegas Aces and to further establish himself and his Raiders brand and his ownership team in that city. Let's end with two quick items first. The Montreal impact of Major League Soccer are no more. That's right. After a two-year rebranding process, they have dropped the Montreal impact name. That has been their name for the past 28 years. They are now CF Montreal or Club de Foot. Montreal. So look for that new name for this upcoming season. And I thought this was something really innovative and interesting, and I wish we did it at Sports Business Journal. But a new ranking by research firm Sports Innovation Lab, that's Angela Ruggiero's group, has named Man City the most innovative club in global sports. They looked at a number of different criteria, revenue diversity, organizational agility, and how they put technology to work, and they came up with their rankings. The top six spots on the list, and 14 of 25 overall, all went to European soccer teams. So it was Man City, followed by Real Madrid, Arsenal, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, and Manchester United. The highest ranking team in the U.S. was the Golden State Warriors, 
and the Sacramento Kings was number 10. So a very interesting list. You can download the entire list from our global edition last night. But once again, the top 10 teams noted as the most innovative club in global sports by Sports Innovation Lab. Again, Man City, Real Madrid, Arsenal, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Golden State Warriors, PSG, Juventus, and the Sacramento Kings. So that is your morning buzzcast for a Friday. It's January 15th, a big Friday heading into the NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend. Hope everybody enjoys their weekend and enjoy the games. I'm Abe Madcore. I'll talk to you on Monday. Welcome to Irvine, California where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.